There's also the cost of not doing anything. It's important to think about the money or the added joy or freedom, whatever it is that we're looking for that you might be leaving on the table by not taking action. Welcome to the Step Into Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, founder of Quilling Co. and mentor of other designers just like you. Step into clarity with me as I have candid conversations about both the growth and the goof ups of navigating this wild ride of online business. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Clarity podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about investing and working through really big decisions in your business. When you invest in yourself, it's like letting the universe see that you know that you're worth it. You're like claiming it to the world, but taking that final step to invest in a future you can't quite see yet isn't really easy. And I don't think that it should be. Good investment should lead to a big change in your business. And change is really uncomfortable. It's scary and it's hard. It's unknown. After I shared in episode seven, my quarter one numbers, I got a lot of questions on how I was able to invest in a $12,000 course. And people weren't only interested in how I could afford it, but more around how I was able to work through such a big decision and like how I would know that it was worth it. I've talked about it before on this podcast, but my mindset around money has been a windy path and it's something that I'm always working on. But after some trial and error with my own business, I truly believe in the value of investing big in your own business. Okay. So for me, I like to invest in one bigger program a year that supports my goal for that year. So I'll pick one big thing that I'm working for for the next 12 months and then find a program that's going to support me through that. And along the way, I might invest in some smaller self-study courses um, that pop up or that just look juicy or something that I might need a little bit of extra guidance on or something like that. But By bigger program, I mean a group program, and it's usually a higher investment and has a level of support like coaching calls or work review, things like that. And I tend to prefer group programs because you also get the perspective of everyone else in the group. Maybe at the time, I don't have questions or I don't need any support on anything particular by being in the group and showing up for calls or reading through things in like the community. I get to see what other people are asking and things that they're going through currently. And I find that it can help me when I'm maybe going through something similar in the future, or it just gives me a little bit of insight so I don't run into that same thing later on. Recently, when I invested in this bigger program this year, it was scary. It's unknown. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to work out for you. Maybe it'll be a total flop. Maybe it'll just really fail. So if you're going through something similar and it feels really scary and unknown to you, just know that you're not alone. It's totally normal. I have a few things that I consider when I'm investing and I'll get to that later in this episode to make sure that it's going to be a good 
good return on the investment, but I also do a lot of journaling and just working through my thoughts. And I just find that writing things down can be so helpful to get it out of your head. When I invested in this program, it was like, as soon as I had joined, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had done this sooner. Like I was really holding myself back. I think that I had first expressed interest in it like a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And I finally just joined. So it's definitely something I wish I did sooner, but that's not the case for every investment I've made. So when I'm sharing things about like how I work through investments, I just want you to know that like, I'm not perfect in this. I don't always make perfect decisions. I have made investments that were like a quick gut reaction or like a little bit rash where I didn't really read through everything. And I think ultimately it was my my, my fault. Like it should have been me that went to the course creator and asked more follow-up questions to make sure that it was going to be a good fit for me. The course that I purchased that wasn't maybe like the best thing that I've invested in, it wasn't like a bad course by any means. It was more of just like the teaching style wasn't for me. I prefer like short to the point actionable content where this was like more long-winded and never really seemed to like get to the point. Since I have made a few investments that weren't perfect fits for me. I now have a lot of questions that I asked myself before making the decision. And I like to think about things a little bit more instead of reacting with the gut reaction or like reacting quickly. So I don't take investing in my business lightly. It's scary and it's overwhelming and you don't really know which are going to be like the right investments because we don't have a crystal ball to let us know how everything's going to work out. So we're left with questions like which investments are going to lead me to the results that I actually want, which investments will also lead me to those results efficiently. And how will I know if I'm going to make my investment back? Here's the three things that I consider when investing in my business. The first one is more around the price of the program. And I don't know if the cost is directly related to an outcome necessarily, but in my experience, when I put down money that makes me slightly nervous or that really stretches me, that's when I pay attention. It's like I'm making an energetic commitment to myself. So ask yourself and be brutally honest, is this course something that you're going to be fully committed to when you are investing it? Is this investment going to push you to make real change? Like, am I invested in this investment? For example, like, have you ever found yourself purchasing those low ticket digital products, like maybe a $27 content calendar or a $49 budget planner or a $59 template? like something pretty low ticket and then never really taking action on it. Like it just sits on your desktop forever and never gets open. I think it's because there's no energetic commitment. It's not really stretching or pushing you. If you never take action on the investment, it's not really going to hurt you too bad financially. There isn't too much discomfort, but when we put down $10,000 on a program, that's when I pay attention because it scares the shit out of me. (laughs) I know that I have to show up for everything. I have to put in the work because for me, there's no option to not make that investment 
worth it. It's like making this commitment to myself that I'm going to show up. On the flip side, just because the investment does push you, it doesn't mean that you'll automatically hold yourself accountable. I've made investments before where I put the money down, but I still didn't follow through 100%. I've done this before with like investing in a personal fitness coach and then like not really committing to the process. And I later realized it was because I wasn't totally committed to the outcome. Like it wasn't that important to me to like really show up and fully put myself into it. So even if the investment does stretch you, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to always hold yourself accountable. But I do think that when it is a scarier investment, we pay more attention. I also like to ask myself if I can measure the return on the investment. And this doesn't always have to be a monetary return either. The return could be quantitative or qualitative. Quantitative would be things that are measured through numbers. This could be if I invest in this, will I see there a direct return on an investment? Like if I invest $5,000 in this and then it helps me book two clients for $10,000 each, that would be a good investment. That $5,000 helped me make $20,000. Or let's say that it's a social media course and it's a $1,000 course and it taught me about marketing on social and I was able to grow my following by 3,000 people. That would be worth it to me. Qualitative returns on investment. This is more around the quality of your life and it's the feelings and not really measured by number, but it's still really important to consider when investing. So let's say that that $5,000 course that brought in those two $10,000 clients, but it also gave me like the confidence to work with those clients and it helped me to systemize my business so that now I have like a lot more free time to spend with my family. That's why I started the business in the first place because I wanted more freedom to do what I actually wanted. Or maybe the $1,000 social course also helped me change my relationship with social. It didn't help me feel as drained and like it chore to so show up on social media. So after that investment, now creating content like actually brings me joy and it's fun and it feels more freeing to be on social and not as soul sucking. So now like if I'm able to show up in more pieces of my business, more energized and creative and excited, that would be more of a qualitative return on investment. Another thing that I like to think about is the time lost by not investing in either a program or a service. So this could be considering the time that I would have lost trying to figure it out all by myself or doing it by myself. So take us designers as an example and then think about your clients. Think of all of the time that they would have lost while trying to figure out how to build their own website. So like trying to figure out how to add custom fonts and adding in the coding or making sure that the website is searchable or loads fast. And after all of this time spent trying to just figure out the more tech related things, it still probably wouldn't look as good as if they had hired you to do it, right? So that's something that I consider when purchasing a program or hiring a service provider. It's like, could I do this on my own? Yes, probably. Like I'm really scrappy, but how long would it take me to figure out by myself? And how well would I 
do it without someone's help that's already been there or someone that does this professionally like as a service. And recently, this program that I invested in, I've been eyeing it for years and it was a big investment and I I needed a lot of nurturing and reminding to like finally join it. And then once I was in, I was instantly like, I wish I had done this so much sooner. I wish I had gotten, if I had joined two years ago, I would have already been at the point where I'm trying to get to now. It's kind of a shitty thing to think about, but when we don't take the leap, we're also choosing to stay in the same place. And I think there's also the cost of not doing anything. It's important to think about the money or the added joy or freedom, whatever it is that we're looking for, that you might be leaving on the table by not taking action. So now that we've talked about the things that I look for or consider when I'm making an investment, we've talked about more of like the practical things. Here are some thought shifts or mindset shifts I've made and I'm constantly working on to make decision-making easier and to ultimately help my relationship with money. And I think that all of these can be applied not only to money, but just in making bigger, harder decisions for ourselves in our business. Okay, so the first one is thinking of yourself as if you were already there. Like I've said probably a hundred times so far in this episode is that investing in ourselves and making big decisions for our business can be really scary. And it's our brain's way of keeping us safe. And our current selves are keeping ourselves safe from that harm or discomfort that investing may lead us to. We start to tell ourselves the same narrative that got us to this place of feeling stuck in the first place and begin to self-sabotage. So we're just trying to keep ourselves safe. And what got us here won't get us there. So what if instead we shift our thinking? We take a second and think, what would the flourishing, highly successful me do? So what would you do today if what you wanted was inevitable? What would you do if you eliminated the possibility of failure? And what would you do if you were already there? Start thinking of yourself as already in that dream place that you've been striving for. Think of yourself as if you were already there right now. So for me, I'm like, what would million dollar Marissa do in this situation? Is there something that she's been wanting to do but hasn't yet? Is there a big change that she wants to make but hasn't yet out of fear? So take a moment, maybe grab a pen and pencil, ask yourself, what would you do? And then do that. We can get stuck in this spiral of thinking and worrying and wondering, what if this all fails? But when we start thinking of ourselves as if we've already reached it, it eliminates that and it moves the question from what if this fails to what if this works out? Second mindset change that I've made is applying a use to money. So when you think about money, what are your first thoughts and what goes through your mind when you make a purchasing decision? I recommend to start thinking about the purchases that we're making as more investments instead of costs. And this can be applied to like every single thing that you buy in life is applying a use to it. And it shifts our relationship with money from spending it to using it. Like money is a tool and it's meant to have a purpose. It's not meant to just sit there and not be used and collect dust. And even if our money is sitting in like a savings account or an investment account, it still has a purpose that's being applied to it. Maybe it's for your savings account or for retirement or creating a nest egg, whatever it is, you have 
have applied that use to it. And the same goes for the opposite way. So if you can't find a use for something that you want to invest in, is it worth putting your money into it? Is there somewhere else that would be a better use for your money? Another shift that I've made is from thinking the thought of like, this isn't enough, or I don't have enough, or I can't afford this. This is a shift that I think that I'll be working on every single day of my life. And honestly, it applies to, I think, most people. So no matter what kind of income you have, there will be times where what you want doesn't match with what you have. Even when you reach your idea of what a high income is, there will be times when you think that you don't have enough. But when we focus on what we don't have, this can lead to more of a scarcity mindset and cause us to focus on the lack that we have. And instead, we can shift from a scarcity mindset to more of an abundance mindset where we begin to focus on what we already do have. And we can have gratitude for what we have right now. And having that gratitude will lead to a more abundant mindset. Call it whatever you want. If it's like manifesting, praying, I don't know. But I truly believe that if you have gratitude for what you have right now, more of that will find its way to you. So I think start by removing the phrase, I can't afford it around investments. And I think instead you can replace it with two options. This isn't a priority for me right now, which just means that like right now I have other priorities that I'd rather focus my resources on. Or Robert Kiyosaki, the author of the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, has said to turn it into, turn the phrase, I can't afford this into a question. So instead of saying, I can't afford this, you would ask, how can I afford this? And I love this quote that he says. He says, one lets you off the hook and the other forces you to think. This subtle shift allows you to not think of your current financial place as permanent and it pushes you to get curious. Would making a lifestyle change be worth it to you? If it is a priority to you, how can you find the resources to pay for it? And with all of this said, I think that there are times to not invest. Investing isn't always the answer. And it's not always going to be the thing that's going to help you reach your goals. I think that focusing only on mindset or telling people that they have a scarcity mindset or just blaming everything on mindset can be incredibly toxic. Trauma and privilege are real and it's not just all in our heads or a mindset issue or living in scarcity. And pushing people into making an investment based on their quote unquote scarcity mindset isn't the answer. No one should ever force you into investing with them. So don't invest in something if it doesn't feel aligned to you, if you're not excited about it, or it doesn't feel like it's going to help you reach your goals. That might be the perfect sign letting you know that that's not the thing to invest in right now. And if you're in a place of struggling to make ends meet, it might not be a good time to invest. And I just don't want anyone to push you into a decision by being like, well, put it on a credit card or I don't like kind of pushing you into a place where you're not comfortable with that decision. If you find yourself in a place right now where you feel stuck in your business or your creativity and motivation are dwindling, or maybe you simply are looking for a change, I hope you can take these tips and start thinking about what investing in your life could look like. Think about what your end goal is and then work backwards from that. So what steps could you take today to get there? Could you find a coach, a mentor, or a program that could support you through that? Are you committed to doing the work needed for that desired outcome? 
outcome? And will you get quantitative or qualitative return on your investment? I think it's a good idea to know what you're hoping for to get out of it. What would be the cost of doing nothing? What will future you wish you had done right now? Your path is uniquely yours. You are also uniquely different and there's no one way to success. Big decisions like these are difficult and change is difficult, but the truth is if we don't take the leap, we're choosing to stay in the same place. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This episode is sponsored by my brand new program, Elevate Your Impact Academy, and it is a high touch, done with you program that will be diving into finding your own unique brand magic while also building sustainable systems and fine-tuning profitable offerings, also that you can flourish in your design business. My mission is to help designers just like you find what sets them apart and build a profitable and sustainable business while overcoming things like burnout and imposter syndrome and self-sabotage. And I created Elevate Your Impact Academy to help you do exactly that. If you're interested in learning more, I'm hosting a private training to those who apply. The private training will go over my four-part framework to create an in-demand, streamlined business without the burnout. Learn more about the course and the private training on April 27th at quillandco.design slash apply. And as always, please subscribe, rate, review, and shoot me a DM if any of today's topics resonated with you. I am at quillandco.design on Instagram, and I can't wait to chat with you more soon.